Hey everyone, Andrew from the Games and App Podcast here. If you're hearing this, I wanted to take a minute and apologize to you all. Uh, Brandon and I have had a few things come up of recent that, unfortunately, have kept us from regularly uploading the audio version of this podcast. If you're listening to this on or after November 1st, then there are three brand new episodes for you to enjoy, so be sure to check out your feed for those other ones as well. This episode in particular was our top five sandwich lists recorded back on October 16th. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening, and we promise to get these audio versions back on a regular schedule. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Welcome, one and all, to the Games and That Podcast, the show where we put away our controllers this week to bring you a triumphant, titillating, and possibly tangy top-tier list attuned to your taste buds. I'm Andrew Fiak. And I'm Brandon Carnahan. What's up, y'all? Wow. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great open. Yeah. Uh <laughs> No real gaming news this week. Uh, th- that, well, that's not true. There's been a ton going on, um, but nothing that Brandon and I uh, really put any time into. So it's true. we decided true. to uh, go into the golf bag of ideas that we had, and we're going to do an episode, uh, yeah, about sandwiches. Sandwich episode. Yeah. <laughs> so We're if, doing a sandwich episode. <laughs> this is the Inat portion of Games Inat. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't like sandwiches... Uh, don't turn off the podcast. We really need the viewership, please. Um, but yeah, uh, I think everybody, I think the one thing try and do, um, I think the one thing that everybody in the world has in common and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is that we eat food. Um, okay. That tracks. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I don't don't know. Um, but one of my favorite foods, as long as I can remember, has been sandwiches. Sandwiches. Brandon, how would you define a sandwich? A sandwich, <clears throat> I would define as a foodstuff wherein you have two pieces of bread mm-hmm. that between those two pieces of bread, you have a combination of meats, cheeses, and vegetables, some mm-hmm. maybe all three of those, maybe two of the three, maybe even one of the three, um, but it should be between two pieces of bread, stacked, layers stacked. Okay, yeah. let's go through some ground rules because I know that the sandwich uh, controversies out there of what constitutes a sandwich can be. I think an argument can be made for a lot of different things. Absolutely, the hot dog. Uh, the hamburger, uh, a wrap. Um, I think uh, an argument can definitely be made that all of those are sandwiches because they involve two pieces of bread or some bread type like, of yes. carb-like bread substance that is surrounding... Bread adjacent. Bread adjacent, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, covering some to- sort of protein slash filling slash other food... Um, and I think just for the sake of the episode, 
we laid down some ground rules. Yeah, we don't want to muddy the waters. The same. We don't want to muddy the waters because otherwise I'd be talking about burgers and hot dogs, and right. that wouldn't be a sandwich. I think, episode. I think we could just do a burger episode, anyways. Absolutely, that makes more sense. Episode. So burgers, burgers are out. We're not saying they're not sandwiches. We're just not incorporating those into our lists this evening. Right. E- equally, if not more important, however, for this episode, we're talking strictly stacked deli style, at home, bread, ingredients, one more piece of bread, nothing else to that. And that also includes your hoagies, your subs, because you know the bread can be connected on one side. It can be... Uh, just a square piece of bread it can be eight inches 12 inches the gargantuan your 20 inch challenge (laughs) things your 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 party subs whatever um we're including it all but what brandon and i did was we uh we made a, a a top five list each of our favorite sandwiches some you might be able to get at your favorite restaurants some you might be able to just make at home I don't know what Brandon's list looks like, so I can't really comment. Um, Accurate. But that's what we're going to do. We're not going to combine them and come up with the best sandwiches of all time. We're just going to share with you what we think our own personal favorite sandwiches are. And hopefully, uh, good conversation and hilarity ensues in some regard from there. And the worst case scenario, you have some ideas for what you might want to have for lunch later this week. Yeah, and by the way, if you're listening to this after the fact, granted it's 8.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now, uh, which you know is prime nighttime munchy snack time. <laughs> and sometimes when I want a snack, I do make a sandwich. Yes, that can be a snack sometimes. Mm, absolutely. Uh, love to have that conversation if you would. But <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't eaten yet and you're listening to this episode, uh, I'm so sorry, but hopefully you find some influence in this. <laughs> All right. Um, so one more time with the rules. The sandwich has to be bread with fillings in it, proteins, veggies, whatever. Um, it can't be a sandwich and a counterpart. So it can't be like, oh, grilled cheese and tomato soup. Like, no. It, like, if you if you want to eat a grilled cheese on your own and you're a sociopath, that's totally fine. But you can't say, oh, it has to be with tomato soup like like or like a French dip with au jus. Like, you can't. That, that that's not the same thing um and was there, there was one other sandwiches. rule yeah uh we said standalone um uh, let me see here i gotta pull up our text thread it's in there somewhere it's in there it's not that far back uh okay proposed rules has to be contained between two pieces of bread, whether connected on one half or not. So that includes slices of bread and, you know, hoagie or sub buns, depending on Beautiful. where you're at in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, must contain some type of meat slash protein, veggies, cheese, condiments, etc. And three, must be able to stand alone on its own, i.e. no grilled cheese and tomato soup, no French dip with au jus. Okay. So, yeah, you laid them all out there. Beautiful. So with that said... Before we get into the tier list, Brandon, yeah, are there any honorable mentions that didn't make your list that maybe you just want to throw out there as like a, you know, uh, we have. I think we definitely have the same honorable mention because of the shared <laughs> connection with said sandwich, and uh, that would be the bologna, mm-hmm. uh, Kraft American cheese. 
pickle and mustard, correct? Yes. On white bread. On white bread. On yeah. white bread. Uh, Andrew, would you like to tell the folks why the bologna mustard pickle Kraft American on white bread is so special to us? I would. Uh, so the first time uh, I ever went over Brandon's house, uh, this would have been in first grade so or second grade, second so probably... Grade, yeah. Was that 1992, 1993, something like that? Early, early 90s, yeah. Early 90s. Uh, the Brandon's mom for lunch made us uh, bologna cheese, mustard pickle sandwiches on white for lunch. And uh, my mind was pretty blown at that point because I didn't, I'd never had pickles on my sandwich up to that point, And that was kind of revolutionary. And that pretty much standardized that I was eating bologna sandwiches for the next few years because... I just couldn't get that taste out of my mouth. So good. Yeah, I had to have it. Solid combo. Yeah, something about like sharp yellow mustard, good bologna and white bread that just works so well, especially with a nice salty chip on the side. Speaking of chips, I'm going to throw this out there for discussion because okay. um, this is another one that I remember, not you specifically, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> In the chat, needs bologna now. Just crying over our pickle friendship. <laughs> it wasn't the root of it, but it you know, Mm-mm. it it solidified the foundations for sure. Yeah, we also built a time machine out of Legos, yeah. and it wasn't the DeLorean, but we sure as hell tried to make it the DeLorean. Yes. But that's that's how that hang session went. And Andrew definitely got me a Luke Skywalker uh, on Dagobah with the crashed X-wing magnet for. Uh, was that for like a birthday? I, he got it for me for for whatever reason, and I put it on the inside of my desk. And I remember leaning over to him and being like, "Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> it's like I've got pay per view in my desk." Yeah, I got so jealous because I bought you that magnet, and I was like, "Wait, I want to watch pay per view." <laughs> Damn it, I want to watch that <laughs> yeah, still we went, image. We went. To, that was the first time my family went to Disney, and I was like, "I got to buy Brandon something Star Wars because I know he likes that." What a guy! And that's how that went. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so anyway, uh, back to the chips. Um, mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Back to the Future. Um, I remember uh, in elementary school that I, something that I thought was common because it was something my dad always did whenever we would have sandwiches for like lunch on the weekends is um, just throwing like a handful of chips on the sandwich, and people were like, "What oh, are yeah. you doing?" And I'm like, "My dad used chips to do on a sandwich that a is lot. great." Mm-hmm. Uh, so your your thoughts. My dad used to do that a lot. He used to put um, nacho cheese Doritos on Lebanon bologna, uh, like white American cheese and brown yellow mustard on white bread sandwiches. And those were really good. Like Lebanon, I don't know, have you ever had Lebanon bologna? No. It's like, um, it's not like regular bologna. It's a lot dark. It's like a lot darker in, in its color and it's got white spots all over the place. It's, I think it's more of like a Pennsylvania Dutch Philadelphia type thing, like mm-hmm. from middle pa onward to the to the coast um but he used to do that a lot and that was always a really good combo but i don't i I haven't done it in a long time though it does add really good texture same a good sandwich has good textures it's not just one mushy thing that's definitely so i think you know back then i didn't really understand why i liked it i just knew that i did and now Mm -hmm. you know as someone that's eaten their fair share of sandwiches and worked in a <laughs> yeah. restaurant for almost a decade. It's definitely the texture that makes the chips on the sandwich. So if you've never had chips on your sandwich, 
throw a handful of those on there. Give it a little nice, nice crunch, crunchier than you know, like lettuce or something like that. Um, yeah. Worth, worthwhile. Pro tip, pro sandwich tip. Yeah, maybe, the crunchier maybe that's the, old hat for you. Who knows? No, the the, the crunchier the better. Um, those like kettle cooked chips that have like real good crunch to yes. them. Those those tend to help out a lot. But with white bread, uh, the white bread gets a little mushy and then like it like sticks to the roof of your mouth and then mm. like but then it like protects you from the chips cutting the roof <laughs> of your mouth. So it's like chip shield. Yeah, it's sandwich just looking <laughs> out for you. That's right. Um, one more thing I want to point out. Uh, this this these lists that we've put together, Brandon, yours might be a different, but I can say in my case, this definitely isn't a top five list of my favorite sandwiches of all time. I've had some pretty darn good sandwiches, but the way that we kind of established it was if you had your Spotify for sandwiches, what would be like your most played on repeat sandwich, whether it's like a, a standard order that you have somewhere or like what your go-to is at home. That's what we tried to keep it. So we're keeping it to the most regular sandwiches we eat. The sandwiches we eat, most regularly, yeah, I would say. I would agree with that. Uh, I would say okay. Um, at least for my list, I don't know if this is the same for yours. So I've I basically those like greatest hits of my sandwiches, my go tos. Um, those are the five altogether that I picked. But amongst those five, I ordered them in order of my favorite. So if I had oh, if I had the choice, okay, all right. So yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. like my number one sandwich is the sandwich that I. Eat. Most often, that's the if I give them the choice of those five sandwiches, which what would be the order that I would choose them in? Right. So we'll go five to one. Correct. All right. Brandon, hit me with number five. All right. So number five for me, this is like my lunchtime at home go to, um, which bumped out, uh, which I guess I could jump into this real quick. Uh, the honorable mention of the classic Italian hoagie favorite mm-hmm. around here in the Pittsburgh area because I've made way too many of those uh, in my time working in a, a mom and pop Italian kitchen. Uh, and mm-hmm. fun fact, <clears throat> when I lived in Maryland, it was really difficult to get a good Italian hoagie. Like, Why do you say that? Nowhere had it. Like None of the pizza shops had it. Um, really? Yeah. It was always just like cheesesteak and like, you know, ham and cheese, but nothing. It Dude, was never good. like the, the combo of Italian meats. Man, even good cheesesteaks are hard to find. The but only place anyway. that had a good Italian hoagie in Maryland, and this to me is saying something, was like Domino's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. when I came back, I was jonesing for those pretty good just because I hadn't yeah. had them in a while. But anyway, um, so that would probably be like my number six. Um, but my number five on my list is uh, Black Forest Ham. In Swiss on white bread with a mixture of spicy brown mustard and a bit of mayonnaise. Oh. It's my go-to lunch. I pack that often for work. Um, all ingredients that we pretty much always have on hand here at the house. And you know they're cheap, easy to come by at the store if you don't have them. Um, I would say out of all the sandwiches on my top five, that is the one that I eat the most often, but it's not necessarily my favorite. It's just a nice, convenient sandwich. Um, you know, the the spice from the, the brown mustard is good. The mayonnaise kind of mellows it out. Um, the white bread is, you know, just that like comfort food type of thing. 
Um, the Black Force Ham and the Swiss, you know, Ham and Swiss is a, a classic combo, so you can't go wrong with that. But that's uh, that's my number five. No wow. frills, no frills. What type of bread again? White bread. Yeah, yeah. What type? What type of white bread do you use? Um, we usually is there go a particular with brand you stick to, or whatever's the cheapest. Usually, just like store brand. Because what usually ends up happening is like we'll get a loaf and we never like almost never use all of it, and then we just end mm-hmm. up like you know chucking it out in the yard for a bird so we don't we don't go too much on there right if we're making something fancier like paninis or something like that then we'll get like a sourdough white bread okay usually from whatever grocery store we go to like their their bakery is where we'll get the the fancy breads we're feeling classy i dig it yeah i dig it um my number five uh, is a sandwich that I eat at least once or twice a year. But I have it every year. It is a tradition unlike any other, and it is the leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. Mm. Sandwich. Um, A.K.A. Uh, the Moist Maker. Uh, <laughs> so the day after, there's, there's two... Uh, thanksgiving leftover sandwiches in my family the one that my mom always makes and the one that i always make the Mm -hmm. one that my mom makes is always uh white bread uh miracle whip if you don't like miracle whip uh, i apologize but there's something about miracle whip and carved turkey that from thanksgiving that just that just works so i never have quick sidebar well finish finish your statement there with i i never have miracle whip any other day of the year except Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, or sometimes the night of Thanksgiving, you know? Mm. Okay, so that kind of answers my question. I was going to say, are you you a Miracle Whip guy, or are you a Mayo guy? I'm definitely more Mayo than Miracle Whip. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Grew up with as a Miracle Whip household for for us, Um, Mm -hmm. but once I was buying my own groceries, I've, I've really, for whatever reason, gravitated towards, like, real Mayo. Yeah. That's definitely the way to go. Um, but so her sandwich was always white bread, Miracle Whip, fresh cracked black pepper, and then uh, you layer on your turkey slices, mix of white and dark meat, uh, and then you do another thin layer of uh, Miracle Whip with cracked black, black pepper and white bread, and that's what my mom would have. Sometimes she'd mix it up and put some cheese on there, mm-hmm. um, like a like maybe like a nice Havarti or just like a white Lando Lakes American cheese. Um, good sandwich, underrated, especially when the turkey's warm. It really adds a good flavor and element. Just the, the just the warmth alone is is good. Um, but mine is always like kind of like your traditional. Oh, let's just throw everything on here. So it it really depends on what's being made at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people have different dishes, but if I'm uh, just playing with what is commonplace uh, for your Thanksgiving dinner. It's always going to be a nice, substantial piece of white bread. Um, and then I will do a layer of uh, like stuffing. Um, and I will do, uh, and then like turkey on top of that, a um, little bit of gravy. And then what you got to do is on top of the turkey, when you put that on, you take another piece of white bread that you actually soak in the gravy. That's the moist, maker. the moist maker. You put that in the middle of the sandwich, and then you put all your other stuff on top of that, your mashed potatoes. Uh, if there's any corn, throw some corn on there. Got, got to get a little bit of salt and fresh cracked 
black pepper. Fresh cracked black pepper on these sandwiches is clutch. You have to have it. It adds such a fragrant punch to everything else, and it's so complimentary. Um, and then maybe if I'm really into it, just a little dollop of cranberry sauce, just a nice mm. thin layer of cranberry sauce on top, and another piece of white bread. And that's your that's your Thanksgiving Day moist maker day after sandwich. It's a one sandwich out of the year sandwich. I don't recommend eating it like <laughs> once a month. Yeah, for uh, sure. You will clog your arteries for sure. Uh, and it w- is a very expensive sandwich to make <laughs> because of all the different ingredients. However, uh, a very necessary sandwich in my eyes. Yeah, we actually we do um, occasionally a, a pretty similar version of that. Not necessarily like most often it comes up like you said as a way to get rid of the leftovers um but from time to time you know we'll get those um like the they're like sliced turkey that comes in like in the gravy mm-hmm. and we'll get those and we'll get like um some like thick sourdough bread and butter one side on the, your, your two slices of bread um toast the buttered side and then flip it and toast the inside so that it's like crispy and then buttery on the one side and then you do your sourdough and then we'll do like a layer of mashed potatoes and then we'll make a box of stuffing and then we'll put the turkey down with the gravy stuffing mm-hmm. on top of that so it's bread mashed uh turkey stuffing put your other piece of bread on top with the butter side up drizzle that with uh gravy and then you have like a nice like fork and knife type of sandwich mm-hmm. also very good and then uh, a variation of the after Thanksgiving sandwich that I like, which is a little bit different, um, maybe kind of bends the, I don't know if this was ne- would necessarily be a sandwich per se, because it doesn't actually use bread as the containing element, I guess mm-hmm. it does in a roundabout way. But if you take your stuffing and you put it in a waffle maker and close that puppy up for a little while just to let the stuffing kind of crisp up into a waffle size mass, and then use that as your base to put your mashed potatoes, your turkey, and maybe a little bit of cranberry sauce on top of that. And then put your other half of that waffle on top of it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Wow. wow. Food for thought. Pun intended. Whew. <laughs> Ooh, all right. <laughs> yeah. um, it's sandwiches are all about integrity. And nothing gets under my skin more than when people are making a sandwich and they just put all of the liquid or wet ingredients right on the bread first, getting it all soggy and soaked up and just not having enough structural mass to the things that like like your stuffings that once you take a bite out of it, especially when you're like grilling sandwiches or like Mm -hmm. toasting the bread, because then as soon as you take a bite, those two hard pieces of bread are just going to push everything out. Right. And then, like you said, it becomes a fork and knife ordeal. Right. So for me, it's so important to either like understuff over deliver or <laughs> do something like that and take the stuffing, but make it like its own little puck of goodness that helps kind of keep everything together and coagulated. <laughs> yeah. Nothing grinds my gears more than when you see like the like you're watching a commercial and then like people are eating like lunch and they're like oh look at this cool sandwich and it's like your tomatoes on the very bottom and the lettuce and everything else is on top of it and you're like no no you don't put the right. tomato down first that makes the bread a soggy mess also pet peeve if hard also dude if we're talking pet peeves i'm gonna 
stop everything right now and give you the worst thing anybody has ever done when it comes to sandwich making. Sandwich sins. Hit me. Sandwich sin. Numero uno, the thing that makes me so blood red mad is when you order a sub slash hoagie from somewhere. I know exactly what you're going to say right now. And my blood is boiling. They cut the bread in half. That's fine. They lay a layer of meat down on both sides of the of the bread and then build everything else on top of that. So when you fold it, you get a whole bite of vegetables and then you get a whole bite of meat because I like to eat when if I'm holding the sandwich with the bread top to bottom, I like to take a bite from the left and then a bite from the right. right. Nobody in their right mind can fit an entire hoagie roll in their mouth to take one bite and get all of that in yep. there. I would 100% I agree with that is sandwich sin that. number one. I'm looking at you, Sheets. Cannot stand it. It's it's a, It becomes a sandwich taco, essentially. Oh, it's the worst. And then people who overstuff it with like iceberg lettuce and it just becomes just cold, wet, nothing. And then like I feel like anything else underneath that just gets overshadowed by just the sharp, watery crispness of all of the iceberg lettuce. If I wanted that much iceberg lettuce, guess what? Would have got a salad. <laughs> What's your choice of lettuce on a sandwich? Iceberg or romaine? Mm, shredded romaine. Shredded romaine. Okay, that was my mm-hmm. follow-up question. Shredded or whole? Shredded is shredded. ready to go. I'm a shredded iceberg guy. I'm a shredded iceberg guy. I do like shredded iceberg, don't get me wrong. But when it over, when it like is as dense if not more than the other ingredients of the sandwich oh, right. has, i think you have insane. to have a proportional amount yeah i prefer the iceberg because it has a little more crunch and texture to it than i think romaine does romaine gets kind of leafy sometimes yeah. and i think it wilts faster if it's on like a, a you know warm bread or like a warm topping so that's why i tend to go for the iceberg when available fair <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> number four number four this is a classic this is a classic sandwich um and it consists of uh ra- jewish rye bread uh shaved pastrami mm-hmm. sauerkraut swiss cheese and russian or a thousand island dressing and that is uh, the also Reuben. the winner of american idol the Reuben. <laughs> the Reuben. um <laughs> My preferred Reuben is pastrami rather than corned beef. However, uh, I think the best Reuben I've had, number one, would be from Armstrong's, which is a local joint here in the Pittsburgh area. It's mm-hmm. a huge Reuben. It's probably every bit of like a four by four piece of bread. Um, and it is awesome. Very crispy, toasted Jewish rye. Um, it holds all of the the juice from the the dressing and the sauerkraut all together. It does not get soggy. They toast the whole thing, and they also do like the butter toast on the outside. Um, super delicious. Um, anytime we go to Armstrong's, that's almost always what I get. Uh, even though they have like a litany of other things, their Reuben is just like top notch. Um, that's a sandwich that my dad actually introduced me to. He used to get them all the time from you know, various restaurants that we would go to growing up. And um, usually whenever I get a Reuben, like I'm really like, like my dad would like this Reuben. This, this would be yeah. a good Reuben. He's, he's like the high watermark for, for Reubens there. Um, but they do use corned beef, which it's not bad. I just prefer 
like the pepperiness pastrami. of a, of a pastrami. Um, yeah. Permani brothers, um, they have, uh, a new section of their menu within the last, like, uh, I guess like probably eight months or so where in addition to like the traditional Permani sandwiches, which if you don't know about those, we're almost surely going to be talking about them later. Um, they have a section they're called tall boy sandwiches where they're yep. made on like the Permani style bread. In this case, they have like a Permani style thick cut rye <clears throat> and they're just sandwiches that are just like stacked with toppings and they use yeah. their like the same pastrami they use for the traditional uh permani sandwiches mm. and those are also super good so the best overall i would say goes to armstrong's here in pittsburgh and then second also a pittsburgh staple would be the permani's reuben with pastrami love the reuben totally agree with you on that how do you feel about the rachel though uh I do enjoy Rachel from time to time. Um, that was actually one we would run as a special at the restaurant I used to work at, Napoli in Bridgeville. Um, when you think of a Rachel, because there is actually, uh, I've seen two versions of the Rachel. Um, do you think of the Rachel as having coleslaw or the sauerkraut? Coleslaw. Coleslaw, okay. Mm. Yeah, if you think sauerkraut, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're completely wrong. Flat that's, out. That's, that's a Reuben with turkey. Yeah, that's just a turkey Reuben. <laughs> that's a turkey Reuben. That's not a Rachel. You're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Good. If you're, if you're trying to say that's your Rachel, I want you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, please keep listening, though. Yes. You can, uh, you can stay. <laughs> the rest of you can leave. But once it's over, then I need you to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you really like those Rubens, Brandon, you should try out, uh, which I actually had for the first time last weekend, um, Bob's Diner. There's one in, uh, I think, Bridgeville slash Scott Township proper. By the uh, Jim Jenkins across the way there? Uh, the one by the Mr. Magic Car Wash. Okay. And then there's one in downtown Carnegie, too. Okay. Um, yeah, I always drive by it. I've never been. My parents have been. They said it's good. Yeah, we took uh, we took Emily's parents there. Um, Emily got a Rachel, and her dad got a Reuben, and they were both done on, I didn't realize, Mancini's, a big Pittsburgh staple mm-hmm. who typically supplies a lot of the Italian sub-roll white bread to a lot of the restaurants. If I'm making a hoagie at home and I can it's find some dude. Mancini's, that is absolutely 100% the way to go. Might be coming up later on my list. Hmm. Uh, but hmm. both sandwiches looked excellent. And I didn't realize that Mancini's also provides rye bread. Yeah, they make all sorts of bread. Yeah, um, and it looked insanely good. Yeah. Mancini's and Saloni's are the two bread companies in, in our area that are just like kicking butts. Mm-hmm. So what's your number four sandwich, Andrew? My number four sandwich is probably uh my lunch staple uh which would be which i typically have in wrap form but every once in a while i get a little saucy and i make it into a sandwich um oh, yeah, the yeah, rachel was Emily, hood that rachel was so hood that was a thugging <laughs> rachel <laughs> um <laughs> my um yeah my uh number four is my lunch staple which is um, typically on white bread, it is uh, white bread, a layer of mayo, cracked black pepper, maybe a pinch of salt if I'm feeling mm. real, real saucy. CBP and salt. Okay. Okay. Smoked turkey. Not 
sliced deli turkey, not carved turkey, smoked turkey. Why smoked turkey, Andrew? Because it's not slimy. Yes. It's a little bit it's a little bit easier to stack. It doesn't slide out everywhere. It doesn't add any moistness to the sandwich that I don't need. Uh, I prefer smoked turkey. Plus, you get there's so many different varieties of smoked turkey you can get, like, you know, different flavors of turkey that are smoked and they, like, you know, cure them on the outsides and stuff. Love it. Um, I think overall it also lasts a little bit longer in the fridge because, like you said, a like a sliced or a carved turkey is going to get, like, that layer of film, which is very off-putting uh, pretty quickly if you don't consume it within yeah. like a small window. Right, 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 right. Um, I do prefer a, a layer of cheese. Sorry, I screwed up already. I do like a layer of cheese underneath that turkey. Havarti mm. cheese, if I can get it. Love Havarti cheese with turkey. Mm. I'm a Gouda uh, with my turkey. Oh, that's Some interesting. Smoked Gouda. That's a good, like, nice milky creaminess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta try mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, white bread, uh, layer of mayo, cracked black pepper, salt, uh, Havarti cheese. Smoked deli turkey. Uh, I like an arugula spinach mix. Now, mm. I like spinach because it's got a nice sharp green flavor, and then arugula's got a nice like peppery flavor to it. So it's a nice little complement of those two flavors. I think iceberg would water down the sandwich, so that's that's why I go with that. Um, and then I do uh, another layer of Havarti cheese. I like to sandwich my sandwiches with two layers of cheese. I think that's important to maintain structural integrity. <laughs> and I really like a layer of honey mustard. And it has to be Sweet Baby Ray's honey mustard. Can't be anything else. Sometimes in a pinch, I've had to make my own honey mustard, which actually is not that hard to do. And it's very, very, very good. Hmm. Um which share, is literally share with us. It's so it's literally equal parts of a good like clove honey, like a nice dark amber honey. Get a real nice rich flavor, and then get a nice um, Dijon mustard, little salt, little pepper, um, and then you just you 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 blitz that up as much as you can, and it's delicious. But and then another piece of white bread sometimes. We'll toast the bread slightly. Like I said, I don't like pet peeve number three. I hate sandwiches with really, really, really hard bread because my mouth sucks and it will <laughs> cut everything in my mouth. The roof the of my mouth. crunch effect. Exactly. I can't stand it. I don't know how people do it. Maybe my mouth just isn't as structurally strong as everybody else's. Uh, I, I, I can't. It, as soon as hard bread hits my mouth, it's over. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, but that right there, just like your turkey, honey, mustard, mayo, like that is that that combo. And it's important. You have to have creamy mayo and then you have to have the sharp, sweet uh, mustard to complement it. It just makes a world difference. And turkey is so it's kind of bland on its own. It's carved turkey has really good flavor because it's been cooking and smoking and basting for hours upon hours. But like when you just get like a nice smoked turkey stands alone but when it starts to complement it with all the other flavors it just goes man <laughs> goes we're going love Tur- that t- turkey town pickles on that guy too sometimes i throw a banana pepper or two on there too okay okay i'm with you I'm really with you. love banana pe- banana peppers on my sandwiches man yes. hear more about it later but <laughs> that i i just came around to those about a year and a half ago and that like that tangy I don't know what it is, but it was like when I reached 30, man, the tanginess 
just hit me so hard. Like your white vinegars, your apple cider vinegars, like all those, just that flavor just now. My mouth is watering thinking about it. You like the acidity. Yeah, you couldn't get me to do that five, six years ago. But now there's just something about that. like For coming around to that. Mm. Mm. That's my number four. (laughs) Solid choice. Solid, solid choice for your number four. Also, shout out to uh, Emily, my wife. She makes a killer homemade chicken salad that we've been crushing lately. Mm. My oh my, a good chicken salad sandwich is highly underrated. On a croissant. Yeah, on a croissant. Croissant. (laughs) Um... (laughs) You can also substitute the white bread for like a Kaiser roll. I really like Kaiser rolls too. Yes. If I'm going with a bun, I like a hard Kaiser. Yeah. For sure. Hard Kaiser. Hard Kaiser. <laughs> Not racist. Um, nope. <laughs> hey, man, we won World War II for a reason. <laughs> All right. So my number three sandwich. This might get me in a little bit of trouble. Might get okay. me in a little bit of trouble with the uh, the inatters, the Yinzers. Oh. At number three is where I have my Primani Brothers sandwich. Okay. Respect. So in the, uh, so for those of you not in the know, not from the Pittsburgh area or haven't heard of it, um, our sandwich claim to fame, some may consider this to be the Pittsburgh or the Western Pennsylvania uh, challenger to the Philly cheesesteak, uh, we have the Primani Brothers sandwich, which is a sandwich uh, that uses a thick-cut Italian bread. Um, it comes with any number of meat toppings. Um, they have everything from like your standard stuff like capicola, turkey, roast beef. Um, they have one called the Pittsburgher, which is like basically a, a burger patty. Um, you can get fish. You can get kibasi, um, You can get just cheese. You can get uh, bacon, you can get bacon and egg. You can actually add egg to any of them. Um, many, many varieties, different options for uh, your meat, uh, but they all have a heaping handful of a very vinegar based, uh, sugary coleslaw mix, which is it's like a cabbage, straight up cabbage coleslaw. Um, has, like I said, uh, heavy on the vinegar um, and it's very sweet. Uh, but it also has, you know, salt and pepper, like traditional things like that in there. Um, it's not like a creamy uh, style of coleslaw like you might expect. Um, so it's very vinegar forward. Uh, and it also has a large heaping uh, handful of French fries and a slice of tomato on top. Usually, I guess my my recommended or at least what I've heard recommended the most is uh, you also slather that thing with uh, some trappies Red Devil hot sauce. Before mm. you try and take a bite of this monster, they're like probably like a good three and a half, four inches tall. Um, the white bread that they use, I believe, I'm almost positive it's Mancini's. It 100% is just is. pillowy soft. Um, mm-hmm. So even though it is a tall sandwich, you can really kind of compact it and get all those flavors in a nice, dense area and just take a huge bite out of it. And it is literally um, a meal in a sandwich. Um, it actually came about from uh, truckers who would stop at the uh, Permani, the original Permani sandwich shop in the Strip, and they wanted to get a meal, uh, but they had to drive their truck, so they needed something that they could actually hold and um, 
basically eat while driving. So they started putting their sides, their coleslaw and their French fries onto their sandwiches and the truckers loved it. And then it became, you know, pretty much a, a Pittsburgh staple. Um, we have, I mean, uh, that's how sandwiches started, right? Right. And People they had to move and be on the go. Kicked so it up like, to fine. the next level. Yeah. yeah. Give us the lunches and we'll just put them on your sandwich or put them between these two pieces, your dinner roll, basically your lunch yeah. roll. Um, my favorite Permani sandwich, my go-to is the Pittsburgher, which is basically like a, it's not like a burger patty per se, but it's like a, a beef patty. Um, it's super good. Um, sometimes I'll get an egg on there, the fried egg on top of it. Um, sometimes I don't, just depends on how I'm feeling. Um, yeah. but always, always hot sauce. Yolk. Yeah. You got to want the yolk. Um, mm-hmm. always hot sauce though. Always hot sauce. And, uh, Fun fact, if you are in the Pittsburgh area and you've never tried it, Permanis has some banging pizza. It's like a big New York style thin crust pizza. Um, if you go in at lunchtime, you can get a big slice along with a sandwich for a buck fifty. And I know that because I went there uh, on Monday uh, <laughs> with my work buddies for lunch. And uh, that, was, that was the price as of, you know, 48 hours ago. So it <laughs> should still hold true for... Uh, Sometime after recording here, um, but they have great pizza. Um, usually, when we go, uh, Hannah and I, we will get uh, a sandwich each, or sometimes she'll get like uh, there. They have Smallman Street fries, which is like a loaded uh, French fry basket. Um, we almost always will get like an extra large pizza that we she might take like a one slice out of it, and then I won't. Eat, I'll just stick with my sandwich. And when we get home, we have you know big Permanis pizza, you know, for later on for lunch the next day or if we go for two permanis for lunch we'll have the, the pizza for dinner um underrated by far um but with good reason because the sandwich that is like the star item at their restaurant and it is super good um it almost feels like a little tacky because you're like you know friends from out of town come in you're like oh hey, let's get permani sandwich and it's like the pittsburgh thing to do but like it is really good it's a yeah. very unique sandwich um I know that uh, the restaurant I worked at uh, in high school, um, they would do specials where they would they would be like you could get your sandwich made Pittsburgh style. So whether it was like you know a steak hoagie or an Italian, you could order it Pittsburgh style, and they would throw in coleslaw and French fries. And you know, granted, it was like the uh, the creamy style coleslaw, which is like yeah. it's okay. You kind of have to be in the mood for it. Um, it's definitely the the Permanis blend of coleslaw is a very unique thing, and I think that's what really contributes to the uniqueness of that sandwich because it's like not a standard yeah. type of coleslaw. Um, it's not a wet coleslaw. It's a very vinegar based coleslaw right. with like just some seasoning, which I really appreciate because then it still adds crunch to it. Right. It's it's like it's it's almost like lettuce because it's not sauce heavy it's lightly dressed right but it still gives you like the zip of you know the vinegar that's in a mayonnaise that you would typically put on a sandwich and it has those seasonings there and then this the sweet uh you know really it jives well with all the different meats because they're all you know like deli meats so they're salty the sugar in the coleslaw goes well with it um really any of the options that you have um i'm sure there's some of them that probably probably aren't that great like i can't imagine the kibasi would be super good but i know there are people that dig it um but really i I don't think that you can go wrong with any of the options they have as far as their deli meat for the permani sandwiches their number one seller my favorite is the pittsburgher um i know 
a uh, close second for a lot of people, or maybe their top one would be like Capicola with egg. Um, yeah. But I think that's good. What, I think roast that's beef's good. Yeah. Think of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's when they think of Permanis. Solid, solid sandwich. Love it. They make a really good pastrami sandwich, too. Yes. Their pastrami is top notch. That's what they yeah. use. Yeah. There isn't a bad. There isn't a bad thing at uh, at Permanis, in my opinion. You just got to. It's, it's just depends on what you're in the mood for. Yeah. All the food is very, very good, including and not limited to the pizza, like you mentioned. Yeah. Very reasonably priced as well. Very. Yes. And always fresh. Yep. Permanis. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Yeah. Nope, but if you wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to, you could. You we can no. if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, what is your number three sandwich, Andrew? Uh, my number three sandwich. We've been talking about lunch. We've been talking about dinner, but Brandon, oh, I think that's I only two meals out of the day. Mm. Why number three favorite sandwich? I can't tell you how many of these I've had this year, maybe this month alone. It is a just your classic sausage egg and cheese on an english muffin solid solid i am gonna be honest with you um that probably should have been somewhere on my list um but i hadn't even considered it i went straight for like the lunch dinner type of sandwich um i know but folly on me perhaps but at least you're here to represent a breakfast sandwich it's true it's true um yeah, you know, I've always been uh, I've always been a sausage guy over bacon, and I'm not saying I don't like bacon. I totally get the hype. I totally agree with you guys. Bacon is awesome, on, but I don't need it on every single thing, uh, including my deodorant and my toothpaste. <laughs> but um, my, my big issue with with uh, bacon is it's I think you know, while it does go well with damn near everything, it also overpowers damn near everything. It adds like a fatty sweetness to everything. Yeah. And that's not really what I want in the morning. What I always that sharp, hot fennel sausage flavor. And that with just some, some, some good farm fresh eggs. And you have to do a Kraft American single. If you're getting any other cheese on your breakfast sandwich, it's like, if you're going to get a smash burger, don't get white cheese. Don't get, yeah. Cheddar's you don't okay, need to be but fancy. you get a craft single because guess what? It turns into a condiment. You, you want the meltitude. You want. you want the meltitude. You need the milky, ooey, gooey. Don't I don't care what's in it because it's delicious when I eat it. And it's, it's all going in the same place. It's true. So it's all good. Um, but yeah, Gecko makes a killer breakfast sandwich. They do. Um, your classic. Get-go. Underrated. Sandwich is underrated. Highly underrated. Gecko, gecko food is underrated. And I know what you're thinking. Yuck, gas station. But, I mean, sheets, Wawa, all that stuff is the same. Plus, they're using all the giant eagle ingredients that you get. Right. Um, so, Emily uh, in the chat disagrees. She thinks bacon adds a salty, savory flavor and that sausage is more sweet. Well, if you get sweet sausage, I totally agree with you. However, I do like my hot Italian sausages on my breakfast sandwiches. But that's just me. Chorizo. Well, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Something to consider. Something to consider. Um, you know, your classic egg McMuffin, your sausage egg McMuffin is good too. But I always find that McDonald's English muffins are way too um, floury on the outside. Mm-hmm. It almost like uh, it almost like dries your mouth out before you've even gotten to the the good parts. Yeah. Um, but it's a solid choice. Sheets okay. I've had theirs a couple times, but um, I'll tell you who makes a, a 
damn fine breakfast sandwiches, Gabony, uh, down in Carnegie, PA. Solid, yeah. Gabony makes a solid, solid breakfast sandwich. You can get it on whatever they you want. They make a solid breakfast everything. They really do. <laughs> they Dude, their French toast with Mancini's bread is out of this world. Yeah. But uh, neither you, here nor there. Do you remember in, uh, in high school, I can't remember what, the test was we were taking it might have been like PSSAs or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I remember senior year, and I wonder if you remember um, when whatever the test was. Um, I remember it was like you, me, Sean Colley, uh, Joe Kelly, and then I th- I want to say um, Andrew and Connor. Um, we all we got up early and we met at Gabony before yeah. school, and we got breakfast. We like got up at like five. Went to Gabony around like six, and then we were at school mm-hmm. by like seven thirty to take our test. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Good times. That was like perfect, dis- perfect distance from from the school. And guess what? Straight shot. Gabony hasn't changed at all since that exact moment. Yeah, super consistent. Every time I've been there, it's been basically identical. Maybe you know the and- shopping center itself might have updated with the new facade, but like you go in there, and that is like the quintessential like hole in the wall diner like greasy spoon type of place and it is so much oh yeah so much you know better for it it is a dive through and through and you want to know how you know it's good and this is i have yet to find a place that breaks the mold for this sentiment but if you are a cash only restaurant you're damn good yeah i have never been to a restaurant diner dive drive-in whatever it is i've never been to one that's been cash only and thought that wasn't worth it. It's true. It's true. If you if you beg to differ, I would love to hear your your <laughs> responses out there. Uh, but I'm I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Bold. Bold, but I like but it. That is the the sausage egg and cheese. Nice. Take it. Yeah. All, All right. right, Brandon. Number two spot. Number two spot. Number two spot. All right. <clears throat> uh speaking of get go, my number two sandwich is I feel at least in our area, the get-go is the best place to get this type of sandwich. And that wow. is a crispy buffalo chicken hoagie. Mm, I thought about putting buffalo chicken on my list. Uh, it's so good. No. So good. It really is. Um, I always go for the crispy buffalo chicken over grilled simply for the fact that the breading tends to hold the sauce on there a lot better than just a you know grilled slices or like a grilled chicken breast um, so I always go with the uh, the crispy and specifically I like get goes crispy because the breading that they use does not disintegrate once it is coated with the sauce so mm-hmm. uh, that could be uh, an attribute of their breading it could also be just that they are you know because of the type of uh, establishment it is that maybe the the amount of sauce they put on is pretty controlled um but it is consistent and it stays crispy so i get that do texture. they use do they use franks on their sandwiches or do they have their own buffalo sauce that they um use? i i don't know um i think it's their own like the market district okay. type of deal um but i would say that it's it's comparable to like a franks like wing sauce not like the straight up French yeah, you're, the sauce, buffalo sauce, right, right? The buffalo where it already has mm-hmm. like the butter mixed into it. Um, yep. But so the the chicken's always crispy, um, and I will usually get that with uh, either fresh mozzarella, like 
like the you know like the ball mozzarella, which is really good. Um, or I'll get pepper jack cheese. If I'm Ooh, feeling, feeling that's spicy. bold. Feeling yeah. bold. Um, vegetable wise, lettuce, tomatoes, all it needs, and mm-hmm. uh, depending on how I'm feeling, maybe mayonnaise, maybe some ranch. Usually, not ranch. a blue cheese guy. Um, I'm not either. I go so back just... and forth on it. I'm more of a blue cheese guy when it comes to wings, not not so much with sandwiches. Interesting. Um, I don't know. But um, uh, one thing that you kind of already brought up is I hate when the bread is like too crusty and it busts my mouth up. Um, so usually what I'll do is I will get with this sandwich, it kind of pairs well because of the the heat, like temperature heat of the fried chicken that will give me like the meltiness with my cheese. And I keep the bun cold because I don't like the toasted bun because it just gets too too tough and it just becomes right. like a, a texture disaster um so cold bread hot toppings cold vegetables yeah. uh but that's my number two from get-go of all places i would highly recommend if you've not had uh, a sub from get-go they're really good really underrated and uh i i, I would say if i had to pick that or sheets because that's really like the pittsburgh debate is get-go versus sheets whereas i feel like the state debate is sheets versus wawa um i think get-go would win win it out for both hmm guess we'll have to put that to the test at some point uh, i think we should i think we should mm, maybe future episode mm. okay maybe 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 all right i love it i i was uh, kicking myself for not fitting buffalo chicken onto my <laughs> list but i guess There's a lot I of good sandwiches there in place There's yeah. a lot of good sandwiches mm. okay what's your number two my number two is easily the sandwich that I eat the most. Uh, Within a year, no matter what year it is, this is the sandwich I eat by far more than anything, any other sandwich. Uh, And that is the classic, always faithful, always goes good with the cold, tall glass of milk, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, solid. I kill peanut butter and jelly sandwiches by <laughs> the loaf crust or no crust crust okay. dude Good. I, I don't need any more hair on my body trust me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um white bread wheat bread doesn't matter i sometimes prefer white bread but um it doesn't matter dude just a good healthy slather in a jiff uh i really like there's uh so many different types of jiff out there now don't give me the guys. I've tried the natural teddies. I've tried all the oil based stuff. It is so messy. It's so cumbersome yeah. and it tastes good. I mean, but it's just, it's just peanuts. If I'm having a PBJ, I want smooth, creamy Jif. And with that said, there's so many different types of Jif out there. You got your regular Jif. You've got your simply Jif. You've got your natural Jif. They're all good types of Jif. I've been leaning more towards the Simply Jif just because it's got a butt ton of less sodium in it, but uh, still maintains that Jif flavor. So that's the one with the uh, white label on it and the red cap. Nice. But um, I do that, and then I'm a big, big fan. I am not a Concord grape guy, though I do have Concord grape every now and then. I am a strawberry preserve guy. Um, See, I like I like strawberry jelly jam or preserves. Um but the big issue with that is the wife is allergic. So. Oh, she's allergic to strawberries. 
Yeah, so my life is lacking in strawberries, which, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it just makes them extra special when I get to have them. Yeah. But my I'm, grandmother I'm makes, uh, and used to always send me, uh, shout out to Honey Bunch, always used to send me a, a couple jars of her homemade strawberry preserves. Um, and that's what really turned me on to strawberry preserves. And nice. But man, um, I don't remember what the brand of strawberry preserves we get are there a little bit higher end because I think the Smucker stuff is way too sugary for me. It doesn't have enough of the strawberry flavor to it. Sure. And that's what I really like to have. So I like to have like chunks of strawberry yeah. on it. And if I'm really feeling saucy, which I haven't done in a very, very long time and I might be overdue for it, but some crunchy Jif man and some thick strawberry preserve preserves, <laughs> <laughs> preserve preserves. Uh, and you know, there's something to be said about the way that you prepare your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I think there's a big difference and an argument can be made that they are two totally different sandwiches. But the PB&J that you, you make and you cut and you eat, which, by the way, diagonally, never cut always, the sandwich down the middle. Always diagonal cuts. You always, always cut diagonal your diagonal cuts. Always cut your sandwiches down diagonally. Yes, agreed. Okay. One hundo. Cool. Oh, I didn't want to have to drive all the way down to Oakdale. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, and then uh, eating it right then and there. Totally acceptable. Glass of milk? Glass of milk. You have Glass to. Of milk. Uh, all right. Whole milk or 2%. Yes. Don't get the skim and almond stuff away from me. Unless you're lactose, then that's fine. Um, <laughs> then you have an excuse. Right. But I want, it, I want it to taste like it's coming from the udder, you know? <laughs> Um, Fresh from the tea. <laughs> so I heat it up in the mic a little bit. No, I don't do that. Uh, warm milk is like, ugh, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, never had no, it. Dude. Just the thought of it makes me queasy. No, but I've had milk that has been sitting out for like maybe a minute and it's now no longer crisp ice cold <laughs> and you're just like blah. I can't imagine what warm milk would taste like. My kid will drink like milk that like, it's not like bad milk. It's just like milk that he had for his breakfast and he still has like, you know, about a half a cup left and he'll just he'll chow down on his lunch you know several hours after the fact and he'll just crush the rest of that milk and i'm just like ah more power to him man that kid's gonna have an iron stomach (laughs) he he already does he already does Um, but there's a big difference between that sandwich and the sandwiches that maybe mom used to make maybe dad used to make them Maybe your guardian or your grandmother, whoever, used to make them. They make them the night before, pack them in your lunch, and you take them to school the next day, and then that's what you eat for lunch. And that's such an important sandwich because the jelly has had time to soak a little bit into the bread. It doesn't, doesn't penetrate the bread. It doesn't make it a jelly-soaked piece of bread, but it's cold. It's coagulated. It's all like kind of into the sandwich, and that just... There's, it's a totally different taste, a totally different texture, and sometimes I will make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, even when I don't want one, and I'll put it in the fridge. That way, by tomorrow, when I want a snack, I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ready, and it's all soaked in together. Tastes so good. <laughs> Classic. Um, where do you stand on the debate as far as what topping should go on top? Is the peanut butter on the top of the sandwich when you're holding it and eating it, or is the jelly on top? 
Jelly's on top because okay. peanut right. butter sticks to the roof of your mouth. So you okay. always have peanut butter on the bottom. All right. I don't have to drive to Carnegie and <laughs> have a conversation with you. Yeah. Brandon, I'm your friend, not a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. That's good, number good. two, though. The classic PBJ. Number two. Number two. All right. Numero uno, Brando. uno. What is your favorite sandwich? My favorite sandwich. The sandwich that I had for dinner tonight. Sent you a pick. Um, and this, again, this this is the one. That, the Permanis being low on the list. Maybe some hot water. Maybe some hot water. The number one pick. Probably going to be some hot water from some people from Pittsburgh. Because... My number one sandwich is, you guessed it, the Philly cheesesteak. It's ubiquitous. You can get that at so many different restaurants. And it is a great litmus test of their sandwich game. Their grilled sandwich It gives you a great idea of the kind of bread they use. Because if you have bad bread with a Philly steak, you're just eating a greasy mess. But if you have good bread... It kind of soaks it up and it distributes mm. that greasiness all through, and it tastes oh so good. Um, the other thing that I really appreciate about a Philly cheesesteak is there are so many ways that you can make a cheesesteak, and they're all delicious. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. I have so many questions for you, man. <laughs> about 10 years ago, I think it's about 10 years ago at this point, I went uh, to Philly with some of my friends to meet some of our other friends in Philly. And while we were there, we went and we did the go get a Philly cheesesteak thing. But we did not go. Uh, what, what are the big two? Uh, uh, Gino's and Pat's. Gino's and Pat's. That's right. We didn't go to Gino's. We didn't go to Pat's. We went to Tony Luke's. That is, is arguably the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Which is, so I don't have a comparison as far as like the authentic ones, but mm. I will tell you this. Tony Luke's was damn good. Now, uh, Tony Luke's, just to, just to clarify, Tony Luke's does sliced provolone, right? He does not do cheese whiz. You can do either. You can do either. Which mm-hmm. one did you do? I went with a pepperoni cheesesteak with whiz. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a pepperoni with it's it's the shaved ribeye with when you chop pepperoni. But when you order it, it's pepperoni with or without. Right. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm just. No, No, that is a that is a very big thing. They were like, this is how you order. So you don't sound like a fool. And I was like, okay, this is stressful. Pepperoni with. I mean, with (laughs) pepperoni with. (laughs) You're like, okay. Go sit down. I'm Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, but man, that thing was so good. And ever since I had that, like from time to time, like if I'm making them at home, which by the way, uh, if I have the chance, I will get a ribeye steak. I will put it in the freezer just for a little bit, just a little bit of time, just enough time that it solidifies. And if you have a mandolin, great time to bust it out and shave it down. Mm, if you don't have a mandolin, it. Uh, then you just you get a nice, nice sharp chef knife and you just you go on an angle. You don't cut straight down. You go on an angle. You shave it. You shave it on a diagonal, like a 45, right? So do you shave and then chop or do you just shave and that's it? It depends on if I feel like busting out the mandolin, really. 
Okay. okay. Um, I got we got a real nice big old chef's knife that I like to use. It's like sharper than the mandolin is. It's easier to keep sharp. Um, so I will usually use the chef's knife. The mandolin's nice because like consistency, all your slices are generally the same size, but it takes longer. And the way that you have to hold the steak, um, it usually thaws out quicker. Um, so I prefer doing it by hand um, with you know a nice sharp knife to you know just shave it, shave it off. Um, that's my preferred way to make it at home. Steak them though. Uh, if you cook them extra long so that the grease kind of burns away, you got to do it. You can't just like cook it till it's brown because it's just going to be sitting in a vat of grease and it's disgusting. Um, Steakum is always like, okay, a last resort type of deal. Um, always go with the shaved. A lot of stores though, uh, if you look near the ground beef, um, I've noticed that lately a lot of them have been selling pre-shaved ribeye that you can use to make cheese sticks. Even Aldi has it. So it's out there. Um, the Aldi stuff is really good. I know Market District also has it. Super good. Mm. Um, but So at any rate, um, if uh, I'm making one of those at home from time to time, I will, you know, throw in some pepperoni and just, you know, chop it up. Um, you know, small little strips, throw that in there. Um, it's good, especially if you have like some, uh, a steak that's not like super fatty because the fat from the pepperoni kind of, brings that richness in and you also get like a nice little bit of spice so pepperoni cheesesteak super good <clears throat> and of course you have like your classic just shave ribeye with whiz um and then i'm a fan of mushrooms green pepper and onion in mine um you could also do it like italian hoagie style where it's just your steak uh lettuce tomato banana peppers italian dressing and uh, red onion super good made Tons of those in my time at Napoli. Um, and then one of my favorites, probably not, I don't know if it's the favorite way to have a cheesesteak because I kind of just, I, it's it's all, how am I feeling? How am I feeling today? What do I want to have? Right. Am I feeling spicy? Am I feeling like I want to have more cold toppings? Am I going classic? The cheesesteak is just a vessel. It's it just the vessel it's, that holds all the other accoutrements. That's that right. With it. But one of my favorites, the one that I had mere hours ago, is the 57 Big Kahuna from Jersey Mike's. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, the 57 Big Kahuna is a Philly cheesesteak with pepper jack cheese, grilled onions, grilled mushrooms, grilled red peppers, and jalapeno slices. Woof. On the Jersey Mike's bread, which is so soft, really so yeah. soft, uh, they warm it. They don't toast it. Big difference. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, spongy enough soaks up the grease without punching you in the face with a mouthful of, you know, just like drippy goo. Um, the pepper jack they use, it's definitely like a processed pepper jack because it's so melty, but so right. good. Um, super good. Super good. You know what I really like about Jersey Mike's peppers is that they're sweet peppers. Yes. Hugely important that. with Big Kahuna because the sweet pepper balances out the spice of the jalapeno. Mm-hmm. They're like the little chopped sweet cherry peppers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. Very like, good. Very good. And now they have, uh, they have chicken fillies there now, which they didn't have uh, when they first opened in uh, at their Bridgeville location, which was oh. a, a turnoff for Hannah. She likes that chicken filly. Um, nothing else on there was really like tickling her fancy. And then when we went tonight, 
she was like, "Oh, you know what? They have they have chicken fillies now. I'm I'm doing this." And she got a she got a chicken chicken Philly California. Which is basically, I love dude California so California cheesesteaks are the mm-hmm. way that I go. I gotta have mayo, lettuce, onions, and tomato. Yeah, I do Which add for all my bacon. I do add light mayo, light mayo. You gotta. You got it because the cheese, it, since it's not a whiz and it's not like a real melty cheese, you got to mm. have some, in my opinion, you got to have some type of yeah. condiment. No, I 100% agree. But yeah. the Philly cheesesteak in all of its forms is my number one sandwich. Ooh. Andrew, now that your mouth is watering. <laughs> and it really is. Let's also, about- I have heartburn. <laughs> Just <laughs> listening. Dude, I... Knock on wood, I am like, I, you know what? Food doesn't give me heartburn. Stress gives me heartburn. The first time I had heartburn (laughs) was the uh, first, the second week of living on my own. uh, Consequently, the first week that I started my first like real adult adult job. Only time I've ever had like severe heartburn. Um, Didn't know what was wrong with me. Thought I had a, like my thought, my stomach was like real hungry because just they, you know, when it's not like a big flare up, it kind of feels close to like a grumbly tumbly. Yeah. Um, and I was like, tell my mom and dad about it. And they're like, yeah, you got heartburn right now. Did so, you get the acid reflux in the back of the throat? That's no, the word. No, oh, never had it. Yeah, never had it. Dude. It's, it's just like a, like, uh, like an uncomfortable feeling. I don't wish feeling. that upon anybody. No, Hannah gets it. And like, it like to the point where like, it'll keep her up at night sometimes. I'm just like, so mm-hmm. lucky. So hashtag, and it didn't, hashtag blessed. Didn't happen until <laughs> me again until I turned that door and I turned and then it was like, oh, you're 30? Cool. We're going to give you heartburn and indigestion. Yeah. No, my, my dad has like notoriously bad insides as far as like GI goes. So I'm just, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And while I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, I'm just like jalapenos, hot sauces. Just give it, give it now because later it's going to suck. Well, your dad's still kicking and he's still doing it and he still looks good doing it. So right. you got right. good genes. Hashtag Kevo. <laughs> Hashtag big K. <laughs> Nobody calls him that. No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right, Andrew. What's your number one sandwich? My. The creme de la creme. My numero uno sandwich. Number one. Was very hard to think about because I love so many different types of sandwiches. I mean, but we just one, talked for an hour and 20 minutes about sandwiches. I know. So. <laughs> but it, uh, at this point. A, a lot of uh, other sandwiches uh, fought for that top spot, but I went back to my old reliable that when I think about a sandwich or a hoagie or a sub or whatever, and I'm hungry, and it's like the Thursday, Friday meal, you know, where you're kind of like, do we eat out? Do we eat in? What do we do? <laughs> um, it's the meatball parm. Ooh, wow. I really feel like that should have been on my list. Yeah, man. I think meat. I feel about ball, that probably the same way you feel about the buffalo chicken. The meatball parm, my yes. man. Yes. When I'm hungry, even if I'm in the mood for pizza, the first thing I get a taste for is, yeah, but do they make a good meatball parm? <laughs> Jimmy and Chef there's knows. so many different ways to have a meatball parm. Everybody tries to make a meatball parm. Everybody has their own take on it. They all have similar ingredients, but only a few really nail it because there's problems with the meatball parm. 
You can't just have giant golf ball sized meatballs no. stuffed in bread that's been cut in half with sauce. No, it's then, messy. Then, then your ratios are off. Your ratios are off. It, no, there's no love in it. I'm like, I get a bite of meatball and then I pull the whole meatball out and now I've got a bite of soggy bread and then there's goop cheese everywhere but burn my mouth that got <laughs> then i gotta eat the bread and get to the meatball got so sauce there's on the a, jeans there's yeah there's a structure to it you gotta cut the meatballs up at least in half layer them a bit the bread has to be a nice french or a nice white italian mancini's roll it got can't me. be these french baguette wannabe bitches too hard trying to hold meatballs you gotta it's bite too hard, too hard and you your meatball come sliding out too damn hard meatball goes sliding out and not even italian <laughs> so <laughs> i need <laughs> i need my white mancini's bread it's soft it's pillowy it hugs my meatballs it coats my meatballs it it's a it's the vessel for the main event and that's what i want you scoop that so you gotta have off sometimes you know we didn't talk about that at all and i think it's important to know to those of you who have similar complaints to us about your 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 meats and your proteins and your fillings falling out of your sandwiches because this is too hard or that's too big or that there's too much bread you can ask certain places to take the bread out of your sandwich i know that sounds stupid but they will, like places like Jimmy John's does it, mm-hmm. where they will take the bread out of the top so that everything is now encased in the bread, not necessarily wearing the hat of the bread, but it's got a nice little bread tent. Mm-hmm. So now everything mm-hmm. stays together and now you can enjoy everything. That's so important with the meatball. What else is important with the meatball is not necessarily the types of cheese you use because you can use your buffalo mozzarella, you can mm-hmm. use your fresh mozzarella, you can do shredded parm you can mm. do a nice little italian six cheese blend mm. there's endless possibilities whatever time cheese you want i prefer any of them <laughs> but you gotta line the bread with the cheese first because the sauce is hot the meatballs are hot the bread is not i don't love my bread to be toasted but if i could get a nice light toast so there's a flaky crispiness oh yes flaky crispiness a nice flaky crispiness that's all i want i don't want to cut my mouth apart because there's already going to be red sauce in it don't want to mix my own red sauce in it so give me nice flaky mancini's italian bread nice light toast line it with the cheese the bread's gonna soak up the sauce it's gonna it's gonna take to the heat it's gonna get all sweaty and condensated when you wrap it up so abruptly and roughly in your aluminum foil and then your wax paper be nice to it it's a Thai meatball sandwich treat it with respect it'll be okay <laughs> layer it with cheese cut up the meatballs a bit i don't want you to chop them i don't want an italian cheesesteak i want chopped meatballs i want to taste the integrity i want bites of meat and sauce in every bite so chop in half layer flat end one way and then just kind of you know it's little semicircles all the way down nice little drizzle sauce not too much sauce because i like a little bit of sauce on my sandwich and then i like a lot of bit of sauce on the side because i like to dunk it into more sauce dipping mm-hmm. the meatballs i prefer mine to be 
homemade. My wife, she make an excellent meatball. So when <laughs> she makes a bunch of them, we freeze them, take them out, and we make a bunch of meatball sandwiches out of them. And guess what? It's delicious. So if you, I have yet to find a place that makes a really good meatball sandwich that I'm like, this is the coup de gras. So far, I've only had success at home with the ingredients I like where I can control my structure, my ingredients. Uh, pizza sauce uh, that I use at home, you know, homemade's good. A good homemade sauce, good San Marzano tomatoes, good garlic, nice white onion. Sweat the onion and garlic together for a little bit. A little drizzle of olive oil, a little bit of salt and pepper, and then San Marzano tomatoes. Crush them. Let's stew. That's all you need. Maybe a little pinch of oregano. That's it. Don't have to overdo it. But if you want, if you're like, Andrew, I'm not about that cook life. I don't know how to make my own sauce. That's fine. Got you covered. Because Del Grosso makes the best goddamn pizza sauce I've ever had that store bought. <laughs> and I've tried them all. I've tried Contadina. I've tried Il Pepino, the little uh, yellow ones, the, the little yellow cans with the ridges in them and the little Italian guy on it. He's holding pizza. Guess what? Sauce sucks. <laughs> got to get Del Grosso. Del Grosso pizza sauce is the way to go. Um, it's got real good spice to it. It's got a pizza spice to it, which is what I want because pizza shops use the pizza sauce. They don't use sketty sauce. Don't want sketty sauce on my meatball sandwich. I think it depends on your shop. Well, okay. Yeah, sure. Napoli's probably not because guess what? Mom and pop run it. <laughs> um, but that's what I want. And uh, and then I like my meatballs and my sauce. And then I like another layer of cheese on top because I like to sandwich my meatballs and lot of cheese i like extra cheese with my meatballs if i cut my meatball hoagie in half and i pull it apart and there's no stringy cheese i'm sad (laughs) give me the stringy cheese that's what i want and it helps sometimes when it's like hot dogs when you put cheese atop the hot dog it helps maintain the chili underneath it the meat sauce underneath it the ketchup and mustard underneath it whatever it is it helps keep all that stuff in i don't know how it works it's physics (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> but when you put physics but when you put cheese on top of your meatball sub for some reason sauce don't go nowhere step in your mouth and your sandwich <laughs> and that's all i want from my meatball sub uh i'm still looking for a good one in the pittsburgh area so i can't really recommend one i assume brandon i've never tried napoli's meatball sandwich that would be my uh, recommendation I, but i'm also which highly biased because i've literally eaten that thing like for about you know a dozen <laughs> years on end yeah, but they don't slice but, their meatballs, but their meatballs are a good size to bite into without being overwhelmed. Um, if they're golf balls, that's okay. If they're, they're softballs, they're golf balls. What, kill yourself. <laughs> don't it's like don't make softballs. Four ounce ball. four ounce scooper. I can tell you that it's a four ounce scooper. Okay, that's golf yeah, that, that's golf ball. That's yeah. totally that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, Homemade like, every day. I like a, a meatball. That it's not the meatball isn't there. What's the word I'm looking for? There's there. I like a meatball with minimal resistance. When you bite into it, it almost falls apart, but like it maintains its structural integrity of the meatball shape. But when you bite into it, it's just so soft. 
it almost kind of melts in your mouth. There's a chewiness from the meat, but you're also tasting the soaked breadcrumbs. You're tasting all the different spices. You're tasting the onions in it. You're tasting the cheese. I like that. But I hate the meatballs, and when you bite into it, it's like you got to like rip them apart, and you're like hang, hang, hang to like get through that's it. That's a meatball that's been mixed for too long, too vigorous. Exactly. Overmixed. Soft hands. I want an old ass Italian woman making me uh, meatballs where she she can't put them together because she's so arthritic because she's so old and <laughs> she came over on the boat 178 years ago and she's trying to put meatballs together and she can't because her fingers hurt too much she's from there like, all uh, the meatball right and she's two foot eight and that's what I want Hair that's how a up. meatball should be and, yes and <laughs> if not wearing a hairnet at all (laughs) she's wearing like dark tan stockings too with like flat black shoes she's got the same dress on with like an apron that is just permanently on all the time she's not wearing a hairnet and her glasses are 75 percent of her face that's (laughs) that's the italian woman i want making my balls if it's the guy he's got to be wearing a wife beater that's clearly has stains on it with suspenders and black pants that's who I want making my meatballs. Is he smoking a cigarette? I uh, know he's got a fat cigar that he's just chewing on. It's not lit. It's just for the look. I don't light it. You know, Will Smith, big boy nice. style. Nice. Um, I think I've said all I can about meatball stuffs. This is my favorite sandwich. I'm thinking about it now. I know we have them in the freezer, uh, and that's what I want. Go get that's yourself my- one. Go get you I one. Fe- well. I feel like I want one now, but uh, that's the sandwich episode, guys. <laughs> we just talked for an hour and a half about freaking sandwiches. Yeah. What other foods would you like to hear us talk about? What are some of your favorite sandwiches? What what sandwiches did we leave off? Emily in the chat says that the Harlem Public grilled cheese, Harlem Public, a staple of New York, Harlem, New York, obviously. Uh, it's got four cheeses with bacon, guacamole, and Doritos on sourdough. It's the best grilled cheese she's ever had. No Sounds tomato good. soup needed, guys. Sounds good. Yeah. What are some of your favorite sandwiches? Uh, what did we leave off the list? We want to hear from you guys. You can always reach out to us. You can hit us up on our Gmail. It's the GNA podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Golf November Alpha podcast at gmail.com. We are happily affiliated with all of our good friends over at Reggie's House. Uh, Reggie'sHousePodcast.com. You can check out some of the other friends over there, mainly our best buds, Connor and Andrew, over at Greedo Shop First. They do on a Star Wars podcast about all things Star Wars and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. Go give them a listen. And if you're joining us from them, uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming over. And hopefully you enjoyed this non-game episode. Uh, Sorry, Jables. No new gaming videos this week. Uh, uh, we go live on Twitch. Uh, this episode we was streamed live. We go live on Wednesdays right around 8.39 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's uh, in the evening, p.m., uh, for those of you keeping track. Uh, but if you can't make us with the live event and you're listening to us on the audio, you can catch us where you catch any audio podcast, mainly iTunes. And by the way, if you're listening to us on iTunes, throw us a rate and review. We really appreciate it. Let us know if you like the sandwich episode. Maybe we'll do more food-based episodes. Everybody eats. You got to eat. Otherwise, you're dead. If you think there's a topic we can't talk about for an hour and a half, you're probably wrong. (laughs) You're probably wrong. There's your best challenges. Yeah. You know what? 
I want to hear those. If you think there's a topic we can't talk about for an hour and a half, I want to hear about it. Send it to us, and we'll definitely throw it into the mix with some of our in that episodes. Yeah, especially because there, how many? Like, I would say, legitimately, almost every episode when we're like talking uh, in our our pre pre show text, uh, we're always like, I don't know if we're gonna have enough to talk about tonight. I don't know. I don't know. And then here we are, two hours later, and we've just talked about you know, pond scum, you know. <laughs> Whatever it is. We just did an hour and a half on sandwiches. I think we could talk about pretty much everything for at least an hour and a half. So in our defense, sandwiches is serious business. Because if it wasn't, true. guess what? Anybody could open up a sandwich shop. And uh, I can true. tell you right now, they can't. But some people do, and it makes me blood red mad about it. <laughs> so um thank you again for listening. Uh I urge you guys to reach out to us as you can uh and tell your friends about it if you think they would get uh something out of our podcast whether a laugh or a chuckle or something they don't know about or maybe a sandwich they've never tried uh throw them on over here and uh we'll learn them for you yeah but as always uh these are just our favorite sandwiches these are just the ones that we enjoy and guess what my list changes all the time sometimes i like to take leftover meatloaf and make meatloaf sandwiches that is severely underrated um, especially with like some, you know, onion straws and some mashed potatoes and barbecue sauce. That's a dang good sandwich. True. Um, true. But you know what? We'll get to it another time. But regardless of our tastes, Brandon, what do we always tell people at home? Listen. Uh, no matter what your top five list of sandwiches are, no matter if you think a hot dog is a sandwich or a calzone is a sandwich or a wrap is a sandwich, wherever you fall on the great debate, of what does or does not make a sandwich. Really, at the end of the day, you're the one eating that son of a bitch. So the only opinion that matters (laughs) is your own. And we'll see you next week.